The KMM Movie Review. Boom! Starting out with a bang. Hope you like that peak on your stereo, your headphones. <laughs> you just blew out somebody's ears, man. Earbuds. Back in this thing. Three bad motherfuckers in this thing after watching another movie. Only one this time again. Yeah, only yeah. one. Yeah, August is starting off kind of slow, honestly, yeah. with movies. But it's going to end strong. There's going to be a bunch. It's going to be a bunch coming out by the yeah, end yeah. of August. Yeah, yeah. But so we'll get back to the two. We got another movie review. We got Blind Spotting for you. It actually came out like two weeks ago, but yeah. relatively small release. Yeah, like when I went on, I went on, after mm-hmm. we watched it, I went on to see who was reviewing it. Nobody. Like the like the highest video that had views was like eight hundred views. Wow. Yeah. Considering how good the movie was, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Um. So I guess start out with the synopsis. Yeah. We got start out with a guy who's out of parole hearing. He's getting out of prison, jail, whatever he was in. Uh. Then it like cuts to. Like the end of his parole, uh, he's just like hanging out with his friends. Uh, he's basically trying to get his life back on track for like the whole movie. But at the beginning, he's just hanging out with his friends. Goes to drive home, witnesses some uh, police brutality. Then basically, the rest of the movie is kind of him dealing with what he saw, um, trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life because it's basically just takes place over like four days um counting down his final days on parole and then what he wants to do going forward um i guess that and it kind of has him with a, in a confrontation with people in his that have been a part of his life for basically ever and then another major entity that shows up at the end of the movie and then it's just kind of, I mean, at that point, I, I guess it's, it doesn't really have like any kind of definitive, like, I don't know. The ending of it is just kind of a, he seems to have made some decisions about what he wants to do for himself, but it's not anything like a world changing kind of realization or anything, mm-hmm. at least not on a, on a macro scale. It's just for him. So, um. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the spoiler-free synopsis. Ratings. Why don't we start with Frank this time? I'm going to give this movie a... I'm going to give this movie a... 8 out of 10. And a wait for it. Alright. Mike? Give it a 9 out of 10. Alright. And I'd say if you have the means to watch it right now, go ahead and do that. I am also going to give it a 9 out of 10. I'll also say watch it now. Not so much because I think it's something that needs to be watched in a theater, but because I think it's a a really good movie to watch. Like, Watch it the first chance you get, I guess, would be what I would say. So, yeah. Pretty close ratings overall. So that's how dare you, Frank? How dare what? <laughs> how dare you? An eight? Really? I guess actually, let's let's first talk before we get into like any further details about what we want to do. 
about what we thought about the movie. Let's talk about the theater experience this time around. Oh. <laughs> oh God. We are saving, we're taking these bullets for you people. Yeah. So that you don't have to deal with shoddy theaters. Because um, we went to a different theater than we normally go to this time. It's oh, it's, just it's say, very like, limited release, so it's kind of hard to find theaters that are showing the movie. Yeah. So the theater we normally go to is kind of small one, but they have all the big movies. And that's usually what we see. Anyway, the mm-hmm. theater we went to in a mall, I've decided I dislike mall theaters, no matter if it's an AMC or Cinemark or whatever. But um, they're doing a lot of construction on the one we went to. No problem. That theater was actually really nice. Like nice new seats, nice new carpet. It smelled good. It didn't smell like farts in there. <laughs> smelled like farts. Like farts. Hey, we went to that. We went to one. Oh Ooh. yeah. You walked in, hit you in the face, just farts. Anyway, we were sitting there. We were we were like the only people in there actually. Um, at the start, we were watching the like pre previews, and then the preview started. Everything was cool. Then the movie started, and if you've been to a theater recently, you've seen those little the stuff at the top of the screen, usually the top and the bottom, that will roll away because the the film is usually in a wider format than what the previews are. <clears throat> the top one did not roll away, so we couldn't see like the top foot of the screen. There's more than a foot. Yeah. Uh, it was like yeah. three feet. Okay, three feet. <laughs> we'll go with three feet. So Mike couldn't handle it. Couldn't. He's like, he leaned over to me and he's like, I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him to get this fixed. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Do in that. the middle of the movie. Uh, we were like five minutes no, in at this point, like, I think. Get it, get it fixed now so that the rest of the movie will be good. So then he calls him and he just like leans over the opposite direction. Like he basically has his face in the seat next to us. Yeah. And uh, I just hear him like, hey, uh, I'm in theater 11. And there's a black bar that's distracting us. What would you say? Why don't you you retell that? Yeah, I said like there's just like a black bar at the top of the screen that's like it. It's like obstructing the view of the screen. So it's distracting. And they're like, what? What is it? I'm like, it's like a curtain. It's like a black curtain at the top of the screen. I'm in theater 11. It's really distracting. And they're like, oh, okay. We'll uh, we'll call the manager. So then, then like, like, what okay, was it? Cool. Like five, ten minutes later. Yeah, it took it took them way it too long. It did take them quite a while. They like, we hear it start to move. It goes up a little bit, and we're like, all right, yeah. yeah. And then no, it, it just goes, kind of, it, will, it went down first. No, it went up first, and then it went back down. <laughs> Even further oh no, no, down. that's right. It did go down first. It, it did went go down, down first, first, and then it went back up to right back where it was, and it just yeah. stayed there for like a minute or two. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, this thing's just broken. And then it went up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So it was maybe now like a foot and a half. And then we're like, okay, I guess maybe that's where they're gonna stop moving it. So then the dude, we saw some guy walk in. He walks in, he's like looking up at the screen, then he walks back out, and then like another minute or two later, it's like, it finally moves up a little bit more. It's probably still like close to a foot of of screen still covered by it, but that's where it stopped. Mm -hmm. So it was way better than what it was initially, but 
It wasn't super distracting, but it's one of those small I, annoyances. I thought it was. So I was like, this is going to bother me the whole movie. Well, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, because I guess Frank didn't notice it at first. I didn't because I was like, Cause, <laughs> I just stopped looking up there. I was like, okay, I, this is blacked out. This is where I'm at. But after you pointed out, I couldn't stop. I yeah. Like, oh, it's one of those things where, like, once you notice it, you're like, God, I can't stop looking yeah. at it now. Because there was, like, there's the theater we normally go to, it used to have, like, this red spot on the screen that... Once you notice it, it's like, God, I can't stop looking at this red spot on Which the Which one? The main, the big theater, the Dolby theater at the the one we normally go to. At AMC? Yeah. Huh. It used to have like this red or black dot or something like that. Where? It's red. It's like in the lower left center. Yeah, know. it was like, <laughs> whoa, what the? It was before we were uh, uh, members or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This was like months ago. Um, But yeah, it used to have that. And it's like one of those things where once you notice it, you see it mm. every time. So, uh, yeah, just, well, I mean, it was really noticeable for me cause it's just like people's top of their heads were getting cut off. Yeah. The top of, of like of people that were head. talking. Yeah. Like, it was like, cause, cause it's like, I think the start of the movie, it's like just kind of him sitting at a table listening to yeah. the judge and then just like keeps zooming in on his face. And so eventually it's just like a full face shot <laughs> and like, you can't see the top of his head cause it's yeah, covered by looks like He's wearing a do rag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so spoiler-free and story time. So now let's get into more spoilery details. What we I mean, there's the not really... I mean, there's some spoilery stuff, but... I mean, I think it's just more that, like... Well, you don't have to hold... Well, I, I'm I saying that because we're not going to hold ourselves back from talking about yeah, details. Yeah, I, I never saw a trailer. So what was in the trailer? <sighs> the trailer was basically just, like... Uh, they say, like, he's on parole. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was his name? Cole? Colin. Colin. So it's Colin and Miles. Yeah. Are the two main characters of the movie. Uh, Colin's the one on parole. Miles is like his lifetime friend. Um, so like, the preview was like Colin talking to his girlfriend. They like played that a little bit of that scene where she's like braiding his hair. Um, and she's basically just saying like Miles is going to get you in trouble. He's going to get you killed or something like that. And then just kind of like showing some of that relationship between Miles and and Colin, and that's kind of it. Like the preview doesn't really say too much. <clears throat> it kind of promotes it as like a, a comedy more than anything else. Um, this is, I would say, kind of like for me, it's like a more I guess micro view of racial inequality in the United States than what. Like, sorry to bother you was. That was more of like a macro view. But I would say those two kind of have a, a similar kind of message of like living in a modern world as the minority group, um, specifically black people in both cases. So it's interesting. And they also have like the whole thing with Miles, like basically having like an identity crisis. Like he's white, but. He's, he's from grown the up land. in Oakland, so he's he's always been land. around black people his whole life. That's just like the way he acts is the way that you would like the stereotypical kind of black way. Like so, people that he meets later on in the movie, he feels like he's getting attacked. Like they call him a hipster because there's all the gentrification they call him, going they call on. Call him culture vulture. Yeah, culture vulture. He, he gets so into a confrontation yeah, a, a pro- with a uh, cultural with a black man at a party who. I guess is uh, 
seems to be like a well-educated person. Yeah. Right? And then he's just like, hey, so you got to at ghetto around here. Um, yeah. You know, just. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> yeah. It was very, it was very condescending. Yeah, it was. And then he's like, that, that was just the wrong. Set him off. It was the wrong person to say that to. Also, it was like at a a point in his life where something, the scenes right before, the scene leading up to that stuff was pretty intense. Um, But yeah, I think the reason why I give it a 9 out of 10 is because it's, it was a real well-designed movie. Like the way that they handled like kind of mixing in the rap with the rest of the movie, like the flow of everything felt real good. The, uh, I guess juxtaposition of all the shots with the new Oakland that's being updated and gentrified with old Oakland and showing like at the very beginning, they show like side by side shots of people like doing the same kind of dances and stuff, but very clearly not like one group doesn't understand what it is. Or it doesn't do it very well. The other group does because that's like it was invented there. That kind of stuff. I thought was real, real interesting. I mean, I'm kind of surprised they didn't do more with the police brutality angle. Honestly, so I, I gave th- it an eight. <clears throat> I think that was intentional. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at the, like that end scene mm-hmm. with him confronting that cop who shot that guy. The um, because he was not wearing his work uniform, he was just wearing like some black pants and a undershirt. The wife beater. Yeah, at the end, I was like, "Oh fuck, he's gonna get shot for." Well, they set it up. They shot. They set it up because like the wife who's leaving, like, "Oh yeah, the alarm system. I I called to turn it off, but it still goes off." Yeah, it made you think like he was gonna be in the house. Yeah, cops were gonna show up. Cops were gonna show up and shoot him or something. And then, man, they didn't. The the husband who's still inside turns out to be the cop who he saw shot shooting this guy who was running away <clears throat> at the beginning of the movie. And uh, that whole confrontation. That's how he looked at him. <laughs> right here, right here. <laughs> that was a very intense confrontation. It I mean, I was integrated with rap. Yeah. Uh, which is cool yeah it was it was an interesting way like i think it it also kind of helps to push that you know rap isn't just like about like what the pop rap is now of like uh selling drugs getting all the hoes and stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) hey man getting all the hoes hoes. getting all the hoes huh all the hoes all right. It's not about that. It's like it's uh, about that. More, it's <laughs> it's not about that. All right. Damn. It, Damn, bro. It's supposed to be more about like delivering a message in a lyrical Some way. Kendrick that, Lamar action. Yeah. Like it's more the lyrical rap. So it's not just like the pop rap of repeat the same thing over and over again. It's <laughs> what if it was that you just replace it? It's yeah. just like yeah. 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21. Don't you people cops? <laughs> it just repeats like twenty different ways. No, it's it was a it was just a real heavy scene because mm-hmm. he still has this gun from earlier in the movie. Fuck that gun, <laughs> dude! That gun stressed me out. What with a kid? With the whole him having it in general. 
Well, so they set this like just to talk about this gun. They set it up at the very beginning of the movie, like <laughs> yeah. And the movie does a really good job of integrating like comedy with the heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, kind of like what Sorry to Bother You did, but it's way less ridiculous. Like this is more of like you're enjoying like the interaction between characters. Yeah, they have they have <clears> good <throat> chemistry. Yeah, from what I from what I read, they like they were best friend. They're best friends like from high school. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they Colin they get along real well. Um, also, just to mention, it, it has some really attractive women in it. Yeah, the the chick who was the girlfriend, the Indian girlfriend. I just remember her from uh, the League. Evil Dead. Oh, she was on Evil Dead. Yeah, she's uh, which who, who you talking she's about? The nurse nurse girlfriend. She's the one who like slices her face out of the mirror. Have you seen yeah, Evil Val. Dead? Have you seen Evil Dead? Maybe. Oh, she like pees herself in the movie, just like. Uh, pees herself and like stabs herself in the face with the mirror. Well, I think of her from the league. If you ever watched that show, she was Shiva Kamini Soma Kondakram. Okay, whoa. <laughs> well, because they say they say her name a lot in the show because yeah. like they have this thing that they do the group in the league called the Shiva Bomb, or they just like yell her name as loud as they can. <laughs> so I always think of her from that. But she was looking real good in this movie. I like the other one. <clears throat> You like Miles's wife, girlfriend, whatever she was. She was hella thick. Was bro. she thicker than a snicker? Thicker, <laughs> thicker than a Three Musketeers, bro. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> hmm. Apparently, she is not much thicker older than, than us. Actually, she was born in 1989. Bro, I looked. I looked up all the actors after you. You, you of course, you did. Not the just the actresses. All right. <laughs> I was looking at the because the guy who plays Miles is like I think he's Hispanic. He's like Rafael Garcia or something like that. I don't know about that. <clears throat> That's his name. Last name is Garcia? It was G something. I think it was mm. like Garcia, but it might have been something different. His, I know the, his first I, name I know was the, definitely the Rafael. The was Hispanic. His first name was definitely Rafael. Bro, um, we're so trash. Pull up the IMDb. <laughs> we don't know these people's names. We don't know nothing. What are you talking about? I don't memorize all these people. No, I'm saying we should like have it pulled up. Oh, we already. should, yeah. Makes it easier to talk about it. Casal. Casal. Okay. David Diggs. He doesn't look like... If if you show me a picture of him right there and then in the movie, I'd be like, man, this is a completely different type of person. Yeah, bro. He's a good actor. Yeah, he did a really good job in the role. Um, I think this is one of his only movie roles, too. So, yeah. Anyway. What is he? What is he? Um, Blind spotting. Where were we? In the movie. You were taking up all the time. All right. Movie what? review over. No. Are you going to give someone else a, a chance to talk or what? Hey, y'all can talk whenever you want. Yes. What do you got to say over there, Mike? Um, <laughs> nothing, I guess. No. Uh, I gave it a high score. Um, I like the movie had something to say. Yeah. yeah. And it said it very well. <laughs> Boy. So we're looking at a picture of the two female um, characters in the in the movie. Woo. All right. All right. Subtracting me. Okay. 
But yeah, they had a very good message. It was a very complex movie that made you think on a lot of different <laughs> levels. It made you uncomfortable in certain situations. Very true. You, um, it made you feel <laughs> things, made you feel scared. It made you feel happy. It made you feel mad, angry. There's a lot of different emotions going on. Right? Like the... Yeah. A very impactful scene was when uh, it was a very light scene at first, and then they are they just turn it on you, and then, then all of a sudden there's a a child with a gun, yeah, sitting on the floor just playing with a, a loaded weapon, and then like just touching it, playing with it, and then like at some point like looks it's into looking, the barrel, down the barrel, and it's just like ooh, it's. <laughs> And it's just like, yeah, that was intense. So it was, uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. And then they managed, obviously, to get the gun away. And then hey, it wasn't obvious. I thought he was about to shoot himself. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, he's gonna blast himself. <laughs> I was like, this Linux is dead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been bad. But uh, but yeah, I mean, the reaction was accurate. Like she. Like even in her reaction, like she knows both of those characters. She knows Miles and she knows Colin. And then she first looks at Colin and says, "Is that your gun?" Right, the convicted felon, the black guy with the dreads or with the braids. Is that your gun? And then he's like, "No, it's not my gun." I mean, that's kind of a turning point for him, though, like in the movie, because like it builds up to that where, like, before mm-hmm. they were like him and Miles were always about like if it would have been less of an issue, like because since he was a felon, or like, well, no, in this instance, like since he knew that his girlfriend was gonna kick him out of the house, like if she knew it was his gun, like he was expecting Colin to take the blame for it, so he would take all the heat, and then Miles could just like calm everything down. But now Colin's like, or yeah, Colin's like, oh, it's not my gun. So you know, because that's it's just like he he didn't he doesn't want to feed into the stereotype. I think it's that, but plus he's just like that's not who he wants to be anymore. Just like you have to own up to your own stuff, mm. kind of thing. Like that was his like a growing moment moment for him. So that was very intense. That also leads directly into that next fight. <clears throat> well, it goes it goes <clears throat> to the fight at the uh they go to a party after after they get kicked out. They go to a party and it's just like a real like square party. Just I mean it's don't a bunch judge, of hipsters. Bro. Don't judge. Well, compared to them, yeah. I mean it's it, like they're in a whole different It's more of like, it's a it's a mellow party of just like people hanging yeah. around talking, eating some food. And it's like there's a, it's like run a, the house is owned by this like white CEO I guess was yeah, he the CEO that guy um, who was going around talking to people he said it was yeah, his house so I assume he was and the he one had the home. he just happened to have the same tattoo as Miles on his neck oh, yeah bro that was so he was like he was so like uh, that hit him right in the heart just like oh yeah he was like, so confused. I have the same tattoo is this loser because miles just to kind of describe it he's just a person he's got a grill in he's white tattoos he's all over white, the place tattoos he's carrying a gun like that's not even registered to him in any kind of way um 
He's just that kind of guy. He, he's, he's, he's real good with his rough dude. <clears throat> he's real good with his words, though. Yeah, he's real good with his words. He's smooth, a hustler. He's a smooth talker. That's he's for sure. a hustler. Yeah. Throughout the movie, he's like trying, just trying to sell stuff to people, making money any way he can. Making money any way he can. That's right. Definition of a hustler. And then Colin is just a more reserved guy, pretty quiet. And there's like mystery around him for most of the movie until towards the end. Yeah, because you don't know what he did. Yeah, like, he they won't mention like what he did. Yeah, they don't explain like why he was in jail. And then like for very briefly that they <clears throat> they mention he's like, well, you went on, you went to prison on a fire technicality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who knew hipsters were so like, flammable? I was, I was like, like I was like, fire technicality. <clears throat> what happened? That story though, <laughs> how everything went down was. That was funny. That was, I mean, the good. retelling of it was hilarious because it's like, oh man, that guy. No, bro. The funniest part was when he's like, yeah, and then this nigga, whoa, whoa. he like he's slaps like, him because <laughs> it's an Indian guy. He's like, oh yeah, you're right, my bad, bro. I was out of my mind right there. He's <laughs> like, you can only say that to me. Yeah, you can only his, say it around me. Were they gay? I don't know. I don't or were they so. just like two friends? I don't know, I but it's tell. like an Indian guy and his. Like from friend. India, and then a guy that's... It was a black know. guy. Like, maybe mixed. I, I don't even know if he was... No, nah, he looked like he was like... He uh, looked Asian. Yeah, like Filipino or something. Or okay. even Hawaiian. I could, that yeah, kinda. like dark. Yeah. Dark and Polynesian. And then um, he's telling the story, because this whole time you don't know why... What's his name? Colin? Colin. You don't know why Colin got sent to prison. Like, you have no idea why. And I don't so think we should the tell story. the whole story. We shouldn't tell it, just so people can yeah. watch well, it. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, you, you don't know why, but when he's yeah. telling it, he's like... When he's telling it, he's like... Yeah, bro. And then this nigga, and he's like, whoa, his Asian friend slaps him. It's like, bro, you only can say that to me. And he's like, oh, yeah, my bad, bro. I was out of my mind. <laughs> catches himself. And then one of, the, one of the characters in the story is like a white guy. And then the Indian guy just kept referring him to different, like, white names. Yeah. Like Topher Grace or <laughs> Toby Maguire or whatever. Just Also, like, the whole scene was dubbed over yeah so like it was the so indian good. guy giving his recount of it and acting as the character so yeah. the actors that were on screen actually replaying the scene like in real time they were using his the indian dude's audio and so they were just lip syncing to his audio <laughs> it, was good. it just made it even more funny so mm-hmm. welcome to oakland but it, it made it all like it was a very situ- serious situation that was being retold and basically this guy didn't know what the aftermath was of it yeah he just saw what went down he didn't know that colin went to jail he was in jail for what was it two years two years i think yeah Yeah. and then now he's on parole so he's basically having to like restart his whole life so he didn't know like convict yeah as a convict so he he, like there's a lot of stuff that that he can't do anymore at that point you're like a second hands second class citizen yeah as a convict it's like the whole story is basically him dealing with the fallout of of that whole situation that he's in now yeah i mean it, for me it, it opened up my eyes a new perspective of uh convicted you know felons and and then being on top of that being black <clears throat> and then it's just like the way that people see you you mean obviously you know you're limited in jobs and stuff but it's just like how are you expected to come back and get on top of your feet well, yeah i mean after something <clears throat> like that yeah you carry a scarlet letter with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Dang, boy, that was deep. <laughs> so Going deep. back to that like high school reading list. The uh I thought it was interesting too that they dealt with like 
more of like the since Miles was the white guy, like talking about how like he doesn't like the N word, he doesn't like being called that either. It's like Colin calls him calls Miles that, and then he's like, "Man, no, don't call me that." It's like, "What? You don't feel comfortable being called that? You're the the type of person that they're out here looking for for that word." So they're, they're not going to shoot you. They'll shoot yeah. me. Yeah. So it's like, it's more of a it's perception like, versus reality. This crazy shit. You are. So it's like Colin, even though he's like the more educated, he's, he appears to be anyway, the more logical person. He's, he's the more grounded person. He's the one who's more likely to get seen as the ghetto black person. Whereas miles is the one who really acts that way, but he's white. So he can blend in more easily. So it's like those perception versus reality type things, and yeah, it really made you, because like the the point of the movie, it's called blind spotting, right? And it's it's like you you can look at one thing and be completely blind to everything else going on. Like you yeah. can see something, and then you can just it's it's almost like uh, the same thing with privilege. Mm, yeah like people were like oh white pillow doesn't exist because you have it around you all the time so you don't recognize yeah when it so happens. You, you can completely look at one situation <clears throat> and be like no nah, this isn't white privilege but then it's like you're not looking at the complete picture here yeah there's obviously privilege here 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 and here yeah yeah i thought it was just a, a real good intimate story of intimate yeah because i like with the cast was small and it focused on two characters above all their chemistry was like it drove the whole movie it did and it was great it was great like i love that they were riffing all of each other or cracking jokes like the very beginning of the movie was was really hilarious like when they're just sitting in the car and then like suddenly oh hey here's a gun Oh hey, here's this other gun. <laughs> Suddenly, there's like six guns in this car, and this dude, the main character, Collins, on parole. So he's like, "Hey, yo, let me out of the car. I can't be in here with all these guns. That'd be so stressful. <laughs> and, I'd be like, I'm gonna take the day off for my last day. I'm just gonna lay here like this. <laughs> look up, look up at the ceiling. There, nothing can happen <laughs> here. So yeah, it's, that'd be uh, so stressful. It's just a real solid movie. It's it's really well made. The oh, music yeah. was real good. I also wanted to touch on the um the police brutality thing oh yeah okay yeah like i think i thought that was a very intentional thing i I don't think they missed it i'm not saying that they missed it i'm just saying i I felt like because that cop shoots mm -hmm. that other guy like directly in front of him Mm -hmm. at the very beginning of the movie and he's he's kind of he's thinking through it most of the movie like every day he goes running and yeah, he it, starts it's eating to like him have up. flashbacks. It's like, that's me. Like that's literally me running away. That's me getting shot. Yeah, I mean, it's the guy was an ex-convict. He's black. Hit a family. Yeah, it's like he was running away. I mean, that's literally that's me. And yeah. I did, and I said nothing. Yeah, I mean, and then th- like, and then because the, the, they show that's the the. Like the picture of the guy, or the officer that killed him, or whatever, and then there's like no, there's no outrage. Well, I mean, you like, kind of see then, the outrage like, of the one people of the scenes, who live in the community. And Miles is like, "Oh, you fucked up. You're ex-con, dude." Well, no, he's like, they couldn't have used one of the nice pictures of him. Like they used the one from yeah. him from him in prison. Like 
come on, like he had other pictures where he, you know, looks nice. He looks clean. He doesn't. He's not wearing a jumpsuit and terrible lighting with hair that that's all grown out. Like, yeah, they the media is perpetrating is like pushing this image of a bad guy who got shot by cops when. Really, they don't explain anything that happened. It was just, all we see is this guy runs up, almost gets hit by uh, Colin driving this moving truck, and then he's running away. Like we don't see any weapons on him. We never see him. Like because they show the scene pretty well, like where we can see what the guy is doing. He didn't look like he ever reached for a weapon. Yeah, and I mean, we just shot him in the back. See a cop run up, and he's like, <laughs> "Stop or I'll shoot!" And then he just shoots. Maybe he doesn't even say, I'll, I'll shoot. He just says, stop. And I think he shoots. just said, stop. Um, and he blasted him smithereens. So, like, I think it's like he shoots once, and then it's just like a little bit of a pause, and then just three more. <clears throat> so he shoots him four times, dead. And Colin's just, like, sitting there, like, hyperventilating. And this other cop pulls up in a, his squad car and gets out and, like, comes up to Colin struggling. He's like, hey, get out of here. Leave. And it's just like, they didn't even try to take a statement from him. Yeah, he like, was late. There was he had to get back because he was on curfew. Well, it wasn't even that. Like the, the at that point, my thought on the proper process there is if someone witnesses it, they need to be there to like give a statement to another officer, mm-hmm. a recounting, a retelling of the situation. Because there's there's got to be a process there of a if yeah, there's a they, police involved shooting and someone witnesses it. Obviously, they intentionally it, were like. All right, let's get this guy out of here. Yeah, that's what that's what I immediately went to is these guys are not trying to have any other story except for their own. Like these cops are going to be like, hey, yeah, we saw a weapon. We saw him go for something. So I shot. I was in fear of my life. So I, I shot him. Justified shooting. Probably Colin would have been like, I never saw him reach for a weapon. Honestly, though, his whole account of it probably would have been thrown out because it's like, yeah, he, well, he's a convict. So who cares? He's going to mm-hmm. lie to help his convict buddy. That's just yeah, kind I mean, of like that's convict, another level of the you're automatic dis- discredited. Yeah, so I think that's like another level of thought that goes along with. And then what, if you if you get shot by the police and you're an ex convict, it gets automatically no seen outrage. as like yeah, it's it's basically immediately all oh, it was more than likely justified. Yeah, and in situations like that, even like realistically now, it's like they always. Like, whatever media coverage, you can, you can always see kind of their slant when they attack the character of the person, the dead person. Yeah. It's like, the, oh, yeah, the police, uh, the, the, there was no reason for excess force here. Oh, but this guy had... Hey, back know, in 2012, he slapped a... Yeah, back in 2012... Uh, an ice cream truck driver. He slapped his mama or something yeah. like that. Just so they Justification had, for They had why, reason. Yeah, yeah attack yeah. the character... And then you discredit the person, and then there's no more outrage. Yeah. So. So in, in this situation, it was automatic. It's just like, yeah, ex-convict, and they, you show the picture of the person in their orange jumpsuit, and then there's no no one kind of rises up. There's no protests. There's nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's a really good story that talks about. And then you can see it's issues. eating up the cop at the end. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure, like him and his wife were splitting up. Yeah, as a like if they were splitting up there, so she was moving out and taking the kid, taking the kid, and then he was all kinds of all kinds of. I thought I thought we were gonna for a second. I thought he was gonna 
blow his brains out or something. Like the cop? Yeah. 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 I I thought he was going to say, like, just do it. Yeah. Just fucking kill me. Yeah. I mean, that whole scene was real intense. I think it's something like, maybe it was meant to be, like, left to his own devices. The cop probably would have just killed himself. But since he actually got to interact with someone who was from a different mindset, who saw the situation, who is now a convict and could very realistically be the person who gets killed, like, since he actually heard his side of the story through that rap, that maybe that was like a, it brought him back down to reality. Through them bars. And he he slapped his ass with words. It's basically what it was. (laughs) It's like a final fight in like Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) But with rap. But with rap. It's just like, (laughs) hit him with the spear bomb, with the Kamehameha. Super dragon fisted him. And then ass. at the very at the very <laughs> end when he said, you know, the difference between you and me is I'm not a killer, that was like the finishing blow. The mic drop. <laughs> he's just like Ooh. The saying, end. You're out here looking for me, the villain, while you need to be looking inside yourself. Yeah. As a that's part of the reason why I think it's a very highly rated movie and why I would say to watch it as soon as possible, because it's what, it has a good 10, message. I, I'm trying to fi- like kind of think to myself, one out of ten. I can't really give a good reason, honestly. Like, yeah. I to me, it was just more. I still that, think they could have done more with the, like, not him doing anything, but more internal dialogue with himself. Yeah, because I, I mean, the the whole internal more, dialogue thing with him, like the running scenes. Well, it, it was showed kind a of, lot. It was more subjective than. Yeah, like it showed him like he would have nightmares about it. And then when he ran that one, like he saw like all the dead people and it's like, that's him. Like this is all these people, all my people getting killed on the streets and no one's saying anything about it. And now now I'm part of the problem because I saw it happen, didn't speak up because I'm selfish because I needed to get back because of my curfew. Yeah. And that's it's eating him up inside. It's just like I still would have liked more internal dialogue though with him like saying like, "Oh man, I should have said something." Yeah, cuz to me yeah, like, 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 like a scene where he's just like Yeah, where he like where, where he like, cuz he never at no point does he say like He never really openly like yeah. gives his view like a yeah. thought process on what he's feeling. It's it's more yeah. like where it meant to interpret it. Yeah. Which I think is fine, but yeah, I think that I, I, that's why it didn't, it didn't really bother me. But yeah, I can yeah. see like how, like they could have with the writing that they had, like the, the whole movie was written so well. Like they could have had like a very powerful scene where he's like talking about it, and it's like whoa, yeah, like oh, like talking about it with Val. Yeah, that would have made a, a mm-hmm. ton of sense. I just like the whole thing with Val didn't. I guess that relationship to me also didn't really feel. Yeah, like it well, didn't need to you, be there. You realize why it was not happening? Because she was like, "You need a." She, I mean, she re- she wanted the best thing for him technically, but it yeah. was it was about fundamentally changing him. Yeah, I'm not saying that it like they needed to end up together or anything. That's not what I'm getting yeah. at. It's more that I didn't feel like it really added a ton to the story outside of. I thought it was realistic. Yeah, fair enough. That it added some good jokes for Miles, like yeah, when he was ripping on him in the in the locker room and stuff. Like, it was just it was a good. That's a real solid movie. Story, it's, solid. It's a, it's a movie that I think people should watch. 
for sure because it'll it gives you perspective yeah it helps it's a it's a perspective movie for sure they could make another one from like the cop's perspective if it was like a an actual in-depth look at it and a similar kind of storytelling way and i think it would be also a good way to kind of get that perspective shift out if there. you ever want to change anything you have to have perspective <clears throat> yep can't just live in your bubble forever not according to Frank. He said, skip it. I didn't say skip it. He skip said, Garbaggio. He I said, didn't. wait for it. He said, wait for it. Wait for it. Hey, we're we're an equal opportunity employer at uh, <laughs> what? Keith's Midnight Minorities. We okay. allow people to have their own opinions. Mm-hmm. We just say, no, you're wrong. <laughs> no, not unless it's Mike. <laughs> hey, you just said he's wrong. I defend you. Uh, that's every why time. I'm saying it. I'm saying it in. I defend you in everything except for Dunkirk. Dunkirk. <laughs> I can't accept a <laughs> no, seven for fuck that movie. You, Keith. <laughs> You're not ever gonna let it down. I'm never gonna let it down either. All right. All right. <clears throat> well, I think that's all we got for you this week. Yeah. Don't stress yourself trying to find this movie showing somewhere because it is can, highly unlikely yeah. you will not. If you can't, I'd say go. Yeah, if you can find it. Watch yeah. it, but it's probably going to be best because I think this is like the last week that they're really showing yeah. it at theaters, and, and it's only really like even two or three showings week. at a theater. Like one of the theaters we were looking at only has one a day now, and it's like at ten forty-five at night. So it'll probably be a movie that once it gets released to this is a either good rent movie. You should own this movie. Buy you should it. show your kids. Yeah, because there's also some of that stuff where they deal with the kids. Show your kids this movie. Make them watch it. So yeah. you should show your parents, Keith. Uh, yeah, give them some perspective, <laughs> bro. I bet I bet they're gonna be like, "What kind of liberal hippie shit?" I don't think it, you can't look at it as like a liberal hippie. No, that's I mean, that's totally. I don't feel like it, the the movie was political in any way. No, no, I'm just like, saying it's, I think they say that. I mean. Yeah. I guess maybe it's liberal and hippie to be cultured and yeah. have perspective. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it'd just be like, it's not. It's just. What's the point of having a perspective? I like the way I live. Everything yeah. else is wrong. Got some popsicles. <laughs> some popsicles in the basement. Why is Herbert showing up? Because he likes the way he lives, bro. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I don't. Popsicles. I don't think my parents are that. Stuck in that way of but thinking. Like, so, because one of yours is like a an officer of the law. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't think that they should watch it. I think that they should. I think pretty much everyone should watch it, and especially police officers, because it, it gives that other. It's a, it's a just good a movie good to give movie. that this interpretation. Has a, a, a boys in the hood kind of feel. <clears throat> when you're watching it, like you're always like, "Ooh, don't do anything dumb, bro," because you can get blasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, check it out. Blind spot. It's got the KMM seal of approval. <laughs> it Branded. Is, it is stamped. So, uh, yeah, we'll get some other movies next week. I don't actually know. There's good movies <clears throat> next week. What was what next week? Black Klansman. Oh yeah, Black Klansman. Black Klansman. Yep. There's another we one. We are definitely watching that one. Gets a good white man. White with any white, white man, anything is possible. White. So yeah, 
We'll get. We'll, we'll keep these reviews coming. We'll, we'll... Oh, the Meg. The oh Meg. yeah, <laughs> that'll be a good fun one. Jeez, that'll be a good. There's also good, Dog fun Days. One. There's an advanced showing for uh, Black Klansman. Yeah, I don't think the theater that we usually go to has it though. On the sixth. With the white white man, anything is possible. It's two days. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think we're out. Yeah, don't forget to uh, contribute to our Patreon if you're enjoying what you're listening to. Yeah, follow us on the Twitters. K minorities, give us some ideas for movies to watch. Because run your race, Keith. We can also watch stuff that's not at the theater. Um, but yeah, yeah. if you have a movie, you can recommend it. We'll watch it, and we'll give you that nice. Hot our take. our awesome interpretation of it. Yeah, hot take. All right. All right. We're out. Later.